0: You're listening to Social Misfit. What's going on, Misfits? So if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that a couple weeks ago, I mentioned that on the weeks that I don't have a guest, I'm going to be doing a mini episode. Well, you are in luck. This is the first Ever mini episode. I don't know what I'm gonna call it. I don't know if I'm gonna call it like social misfit mini rant or mini misfit or social experiment. I have no idea. Maybe if you guys wanna comment in the comments and let me know what you think is a good name for these little mini rants, they're gonna be about like "Mm," 30 minutes long. Just me waxing poetic about things that's going on. So let's get started. I am sitting in my bed in the Borgata Hotel, where I will be performing all week long for Fourth of July week. So far, it's been a test of will, not gambling, not indulging a lot. Still working out, trying not to drink all these free drinks, um, which I have had a couple. I've had two. Okay, I've had two strawberry daiquiris, one by the pool. And one after my show because I get free drinks. They're very delicious, very high in sugar. So I'm trying to abstain from those things because I'm still trying to work out so I can lose enough weight and look good in a dress without spanks. That is a goal that we should Talk about more. I don't really want to be skinny. I just want to have like straight lines in my clothes. And I already know that I'm healthy. I went to the doctor because my Obamacare is still in effect. Even though I did get a notice in the mail saying that next year my uh, premium may go up 300 extra dollars. So hopefully this revolution starts before my, uh, my health insurance goes up. Because I really don't want to have to pay double the amount of money I pay every month in all of that jazz. So, let's burn this system down to the ground so um we can go back to having affordable universal health care. That's a tangent. That's what this show is going to be about. But when you're in a casino, it's like a microcosm for Americana. There's some diversity, mostly white people, mostly older age like baby boomers, there's some smokers and drinkers. Um not a lot of shenanigans. And also I get to see both sides of the coin. I'm out on the floor when I'm walking around. Um, I'm engaging with the people when I'm on stage performing. And I also get to eat in the employee cafeteria. So I get to see the people who are actually working this well-oiled machine of a casino. And you learn a lot about people because like in the employee cafeteria, I'll sit down at a table by myself. And then tonight I was at a table and it was facing the one television that was on with the audio and it was playing Fox News. So of course, I look like I'm very interested as a black woman in Fox News because I'm like the only person that's like sitting and facing the TV. So I had to, like, put my earbuds in and let people know that I really wasn't watching Fox News because, you know, that's where we are right now in this country. Um, and also just to hear people talk about, like, their everyday lives. I mean, when you're in New York City, we really don't engage and talk to people about their everyday lives. But to hear, like, coworkers sit down and talk to each other and all that stuff, it's kind of, like, refreshing. Like, I was in the cafeteria for lunch and this one guy was in there talking about how much he loves... Uh, five guys burgers but he doesn't eat them anymore because he's trying to live and he takes a bunch of pills and how one night he was sitting watching tv and then his both his legs went numb because of his diabetes so you know like just everyday regular people stuff but i will say this this week that i'm out here i have some goals and this is i want everybody to have goals too it is now officially july I'm recording this on July 1st, so this is the start of July. But not only is it July, it is also the halfway point of 2018. So that means it is time for you to set your half-year resolution. I know people do New Year's resolution and you go really hard. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to stop doing drugs. I'm going to be loyal. I'm going to give a shit about my job. Maybe you didn't do that the first six months. But you got six months left to the year to whip your life into shape. Now, I'm not just telling you this like I'm not doing it myself. There are things that I know that I have to deal with. One, number one, is I procrastinate way too much. I mean, it's bad. I procrastinate to the point where I will outline all the things that I need to do. I will write down a to-do list. I will put down the hours of the day in which I'm supposed to do something. And then it just won't happen. It'll get done. But I wish that I could get done. Like you ever like were in school and you had to write a paper and like your teacher or professor gave you like three weeks to do it and then it's the night before at eleven PM and you on page two. Like I just wanna be able to finish my joint like with weeks notice in advance and then just be able to sit back and then take a day off and then read it again and proofread it and not be like pulling my hair out at the last minute so that is my goal and it is important for me to achieve this goal in the next six months because my book is due to my editor in January of next year that's right I've mentioned it before I got a book deal so I will be writing a book and I have six months to do it so mama needs to practice what she preached just honey because this book is going to be a motherfucking bestseller putting that into the motherfucking universe bitch and it's going to be so good and I'm so excited about it so I need to focus buckle down and write it so six months in six months what are you going to accomplish in six months it's very important it's very important It doesn't have to be something major it could be something minor but in six months time you could be In a completely different place than you are right now. Now, in order for me to accomplish these goals of not procrastinating and getting my book done in the next six months, here is how social media ties into it. I realize that I cannot do Twitter on a daily basis. I realize that Twitter may be the death of me. I mean, I don't know scientifically how to articulate this, but there is a chemical reaction that happens in my mind that races down to my heart and settles into the pit of my stomach when I get on Twitter and see all the shenanigans that is happening. Now, of course, this is still America. And at the time being, we still have certain freedoms and liberties that other countries don't have. However, On a daily basis, if you look at Twitter, shit is fucking terrible. And I say the reason why I have to step away from Twitter is because the algorithm is created to make an echo chamber of other like-minded people. So that means if I believe that the country is going into a terrible direction. I'm going to be reminded by the majority of my followers or people that I follow that the world is a terrible place. And that is what makes it worse. Social media, even though I know that this podcast is called Social Misfit, and I will continue to interview people about their social media posts. However, that does not mean that I have to be eat, sleep, live and breathe Twitter. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I'll be posting photos and I'll be in my uh, IG stories and I'm just as engaging as ever and I will continue to do so. However, Twitter, I have definitely had to take a step back. I also took a step back from Facebook, but that's because they've been compromising our integrity as a nation and I don't give a damn who they get on a good marketing team to come up with a Facebook uh, commercial, but it ain't working with me, y'all fucked up Mark Zuckerberg you and your whole family isn't it crazy how like companies know that they fuck up and then they turn around and do a commercial right like Wells Fargo made a commercial like oop our bad we sorry we sorry for stealing your stuff and having fake accounts and uh, slavery and making money off of indentured servitude we bet our bad we starting over starting now like you know what what if we all had the opportunity what if we all had the opportunity to get a budget get some marketing uh experts and to come up with a brand new slogan for ourselves because we realized that we did something bad in the past speaking of slogans and marketing who is going to tell IHOP that they fucked up I don't even eat IHOP but the fact that they are making burgers now means I'm never gonna eat a IHOP again. Actually, that's a lie. I actually had IHOP two or three weeks ago, like one of those one of those nostalgia restaurant trips. You'd be like, you know what? I haven't had in so long, girl. I haven't had IHOP. Let's go to IHOP. So me and my best friend went to IHOP, and we both eat a vegetarian veganish you know diet so he was like you know fuck we all go to IHOP I did not put butter on mine we got a three stack cold of the night when I tell you the way my 37 year old body is set up right now the motherfucking pancakes bitch sat at my chest I mean I realize that I have some gluten issues but that shit felt like a motherfucking heart attack and I've never had that feeling in my life so that shows me that I've been eating well enough that now my body can detect the things that I'm not supposed to be eating but I don't know what was in them I mean I did eat it in the Harlem location so it could have been a bunch of extra shit in the pancakes because the people that was working there had no cooth. No fucks given about the quality of the food that we were eating. So maybe with something else in the pancakes, but I mean, I was having chest pain. So mama has now have to stay clear of gluten for the most part. And now, even if you wanted to get pancakes, I know for a fact that the people at IHOP are going to be cooking your pancakes on the same grill as hamburgers so that means you can be ordering a fresher or fruity fruity tootie or whatever the hell it's called it's gonna come out tasting like hamburger helper because the motherfuckers is not gonna be cleaning them grills like that and who blames them? they not getting paid enough to fucking uh prepare two different types of cuisines you want me to do pancakes and burgers for what nine dollars an hour go get your life if you don't go to mcdonald's and get you a burger like you supposed to IHOP. I mean, you know, that's a privilege. That is privilege to be a restaurant that's been around as long as IHop has, doing fine, doing okay. And all of a sudden somebody's like, you know what it feels like? It feels like an Adam Sandler movie. It's it feels like a movie where his dad dies and his dad is the president of IHOP. And now Adam Sandler always hated pancakes and really loved hamburgers. And now that his dad died, he took over the board and decides that he is going to change the direction of IHOP and make it uh hamburgers that it it feels like a, a happy Madison movie with Adam Sandler in it and I'm pretty sure he would actually have done that movie about 10 years ago uh if he had the time So back to me taking a break from Twitter. I'm not saying that everybody should take a break from Twitter, but I just realized that there's a lot of things that I just cannot consume anymore because, you know, our minds are sponges. And even if you don't really, if something really doesn't like seep into your mind, the way you think it is, it's still there. It's embedded. So this week that I'm here at this casino, I'm going to live my life. Like there's very little cares in the world. You know, I'm going to the beach. Well, not the beach. I mean, I, I haven't gone to the boardwalk yet. I'm going to go once. OK, because it's kind of not close to the hotel, but I will be going to the pool every single day. And I went to the pool today and my cousin came up and visited me um, yesterday and today. And so she and I went to the pool together and I was in the pool today and very hot outside. And I had a moment. I was in the pool. I was in the center of the pool. First of all, the pools here are very shallow. I mean, I'm 6'1", so the pool is like three feet, six inches. I mean, it comes up to like barely my chest. So I'm wading in the water. And I'm in the middle of the pool. And, you know, there's a bunch of people in the pool. None of them look like me. And they all boozed up and hugged up and, you know, canoodling. And I'm there by myself. And I realized something. I realized that... uh. I was the only black woman in the pool. And I looked around and I could barely spot any other people of color. There might've been some people here and there, but generally it wasn't, you know, it was not a lot of people of color. And I had a moment and I thought to myself, oh my goodness, there was a time in this country where I would not be allowed to be in this pool just the thought of me dipping my toe into a pool during the days of segregation and racism and Jim Crow in this country would have could have been me getting arrested I mean there's a story of the old Hollywood actress starlet um top woman black woman actress of her time Dorothy Dandridge and she dipped her toe into the hotel pool in the south and they drained the water from the pool and you know there was a moment maybe a year or two ago where you would have heard that story and you'd be like oh my god thank goodness we are nowhere near that point but now I just saw a video online um of a white man Now, I just recently saw a video online of a white man questioning a five year old black girl about whether or not she took a shower before she got in the pool, saying that, you know, people carry diseases in the pool. Mind you, this man was fully dressed. He had no intention of going in the pool. He just was near the pool and a hotel space. And he decided to question his little girl. So when her parents uh, approached him, he started getting really indignant. And then of course, the hotel manager comes up and try to diffuse it by letting him leave and having the parents of the black girl stay behind and explain themselves and tell him the story, but the white man just walks away just without any consequences. And. New pet peeve of mine is that when somebody shows that they're racist, let's just acknowledge that they are choosing to be racist and it is not a mental illness. If I hear one more person say that somebody racist is suffering from some mental disease, like it's paranoid schizophrenia or bipolarism. It is not. It's not. You can just wake up and not. if the son of the man who is, Started Stormfront, the racist ass website Stormfront. The son of the man who invented Stormfront was raised to be racist by his family, raised to hate all people who were not white. I mean, this is the man who runs Stormfront. Stormfront, if you don't know it, is like Breitbart times a thousand in the deep seedy racist ass parts of Reddit that was there before they shut it down like that's what Stormfront is like old school message board for pure grade a racist aka men who don't get no pussy and live in their mother's basements that's not the point the point is the male who created Stormfront, his son was taught to be racist well his son decides to go to college and when he's at college he makes friends with people who are not racist and he makes friends with people who are of other ethnicities and he realizes oh my god everything that my dad taught me is wrong these people are fine he befriended a muslim guy he went to a a religious dinner with his family he had some jewish friends and he had to denounce his family because he was like yeah i y'all kind of led me down the wrong path and i lived out in the world and i realized that people of all different ethnicities are okay so if the son of the man who created stormfront could get past his racist origins then it could be done. And it's not a mental illness. Now, like I said, just a reminder, I am recording this podcast from the Borgata Hotel. And while I'm recording it, um, a movie is on I have it on mute. And it's Van Helsing with Hugh Jackman this movie's trash and whenever I come across a movie that's pure grade trash with big budgets and special effects I get annoyed because I feel like there's so many uh movies that don't get made but crap like this gets made I'm also trying to stop cussing as much but I mean what's the point because you know I feel like sometimes the curse word is the best word to explain how you feel about something so that's neither here nor there Okay, now, another thing that got me riled up this week is LeBron is going to Los Angeles. Now, I did play basketball growing up. I played two years in college. I quit after my sophomore year because I realized that I was at a division 3 school and me playing basketball and giving up all these hours of my day to a program wasn't going to benefit me in the real world. So, I kind of got the best of both worlds. I played for 2 years. I got all that ingrained in my DNA. I'm a basketball player, team player till I die. It definitely gave me a lot of self-esteem and confidence and, you know, teamwork abilities that applied to working in the real world. So, I won't shun that but I also had two years of freedom to like intern and work and get my career going. So, I mean, I understand the game of basketball. I play it. Sometimes I miss it. Most times I don't. The reason why LeBron going to LA is so problematic for me is because I might have to hear niggas talk about LeBron for the next fucking two months until the season starts. I mean, It's going to be every day. And this trade happened on a Sunday, so that means it's going to be the top of the news stories Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I got to hear Stephen A. talk about, yeah, me and LeBron was texting each other, and he let me know right when the deal happened. So I got my knee pads out because I was going to – like, I just, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Stephen A., I mean, he be on that nigga's dick hard by D. I mean, everybody is Stephen A.'s friend, and he got everybody's number so you know you going to hear his personal anecdotal story about LeBron but that kind of makes sense because Stephen A is a sports reporter and he, that's his job is to make contacts like that but you everyday average dudes who have no connection to LeBron are going to be waxing poetic about him like he is your best friend and y'all came out the womb together I mean it's so crazy to me how men talk about their favorite athletes in their teams and they always have this we mentality right like yo we gonna win it this year right we gonna make the good trades yo we gonna have the first round draft pick yo we gonna go hard this year because we got a new coach and yo if men could only talk about their relationships with women with the same passion and partnership that they use to convey their affection for their sports team of choice we will be a better place You ask a man about his team. Oh, it's we all day, every day. You ask a man about where y'all at in the point of your relationship. Oh, nigga don't know we for nothing else in the world. He don't have no concept of we when you're like, so what are we doing? Oh, we... Oh, I am not familiar with this. We are what you speak of. I have never used that terminology in my life before. You know, we are just two independent people who come together maybe once or twice a week for dinner and sex. But other than that, I have no concept of this union. Ask a nigga about his favorite team. Yo, we are going to win 18 games in a row. If you don't shut up. If you don't shut up. What else is going on in my mind? I mean, normally I would have so many stories that I've read off of Twitter, but I deleted Twitter from my phone last week. I deleted Twitter from my phone last week because I realized that I have six months to write a book. And me being on Twitter, I really wanted to start like not being on it that much. So I downloaded this app on my phone called Moment, I believe, don't quote me, I think it's called Moment. And it assesses how many hours you spend on your phone and it breaks down all that time that you spend on the phone. And then you can set time limits to block certain things off your phone. So the first step is I downloaded this app and it says go into your battery. You can all do the same thing. Go into your battery option in the settings and select the last seven days. When you select the last seven days, click the little like time clock icon. And that will show you exactly how much time hours you spent on these apps in the past seven days. When I tell you I did that, and it said that I spent like five hours on Instagram in the last seven days. Actually, I'm lying. It was 15 hours. I spent 15 hours on Instagram over a seven day period. And then Twitter was about like, maybe 10 hours, maybe a little bit more than that. And so I said, you know what? I know that I could curtail my Instagram usage because it's just looking at people's photos, but the Twitter I can't like once I go on Twitter, I have no control. So I need to delete Twitter from my phone. So I deleted Twitter from my phone and um that has definitely changed my news consumption so now I just look at like the news app on my phone just to see what's happening and then I see shit like you know shooting of journalists in a local newspaper and never once should you feel like oh another shooting, in Lottie D but I will say this I feel very very sad for all the people who have lost their lives in any mass shooting ever. It doesn't matter the circumstances, any mass shooting in this country is all r- ridiculous and should never happen. However, I'm kind of glad that I wasn't on social media for this recent shooting at the newspaper in uh, Maryland because I was a journalist. I was a journalist for over 10 years before I got into stand up comedy. Um, I was a damn good journalist and I loved it. And part of me wishes that I was still in journalism when the presidential campaign was happening. And then, you know, he took office because I felt like I would be in one of those like investigative bureaus and digging deep and getting scoops and all that stuff. But now we see that our president and his comrades, that's a Russian terminology that I will continue to use because it's shady as fuck and accurate as well have encouraged their constituents to target journalists so now we live in a country where freedom of speech has been shifted and skewed to benefit only a small number of people in this country and oppress majority of the people in this country so when you hear things about kill journalists the media's crooked and shoot up a newsroom and then people do it we have reached a point where we really need to step back or Confront those who are sending out these messages, like yo, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like this is not what we need to be doing. I mean, it needs to be communicated in a much more articulate way than me and saying like, "What the fuck are you doing?" But like I said, I'm in Atlantic City. I'm in my bed. I'm looking at fucking Van Helsing where they stumble upon Dracula's lair where he got mad people in cocoons. I mean, this shit is trash. It's really bad. Um, So I'm slightly distracted. But, you know, the intent is real. Okay, this is my first ever solo mini podcast. And it's just a rambling of thoughts and ideas. But you know what? I'm not even going to edit this bitch. I'm not going to edit it. I'm just going to leave it the way it is because I want you to hear my stream of consciousness. I want you guys to comment and let me know what you think about it. And we're going to go from there. We're going to go from there. We're going to keep it pushing. Next week, I'll have a guest and they're going to be amazing. Um, But I just wanted to, you know, bless you guys um, with a little content, a little bit of content. So, you know, you guys could keep your appetites fulfilled um, with all things Chloe Hilliard. And social media related, all of that jazz. But, you know, it's a start. We all got to start somewhere. Okay. Sometimes we have a way of second guessing ourselves. And since this is the halfway point of 2018, and I'm encouraging everybody to write down, write down and think and manifest your half year resolutions, you have to allow yourself to trust your first instincts, right? A lot of times we'll have a thought and then we'll talk ourselves out of that thought. And what I realize is that most times that initial thought is the best thing for you. I mean, within. Within reason, like, I mean, if you like, oh, my God, I woke up this morning and my first thought was to call my ex-boyfriend. That's probably not the best thought. But if you woke up and your first thought was, I need to go to the gym and work out ASAP. That's a good thought. Now, I'll tell you about me. What I normally do is like I'll wake up and I'm like, you know what, Chloe, you woke up. It's 7 a.m. You should just get up out the bed, start your day, get you a little, you know, a little smoothie, go to the gym, workout, come back write for five hours, you know, make some lunch, whoop de whoop. And then right after that, the bad thought is, girl, it's 7 a.m. And, you know, you got shows tonight if you get up out the bed now you're gonna be up all day and then when it's time for you to have your shows you're gonna be so tired so you should just go back to sleep for another two hours go back to sleep for another two hours wake up around 9 30 10 and you know start your day there but you re- you need you need the rest you need the rest so most times i end up listening to that second thought knowing that the first thought was the better thought but you know We convince ourselves to second guess ourselves. So I'm working on not second guessing myself. I also said earlier in this episode, I'm working on not procrastinating and getting things done. So I encourage you to hold me accountable. Hold me accountable, you know, and reach out to people in your life that know you personally and let them know what you want them to hold you accountable for. Because the only thing we got left is each other. You know what I mean? The only thing we got left is each other. And only thing that's going to make you a better person is being around people that make you want to be a better person or hold you accountable to the unlimited potential that you possess. I need a nice little jingle like the more you know like doom 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 doom. Nice little music there for that little heartfelt message that came from me. So case in point of listening to my first my first thought I thought you know what I should do a little podcast to kind of like you know tie people over and just you know get me out there and make sure that I'm like still addressing things and not missing the boat on a lot of social media stuff but then I decided I had to take a break from social media. So I was like, well, damn, do I still do this little mini podcast knowing that I'm not like able to talk about all the latest stories? And I said, you know what, I'm going to do it. So after my show tonight, I came upstairs. I was like, you know what, let me just plug my stuff up and record and just let it be what it is. And that's what it is, because if I didn't stick to that, I would have talked myself out of it and a whole nother week would have went by. And you guys wouldn't have had an episode and then you would have been hitting me in my comments like, Chloe, we thought you said you had your life together at the beginning of the year. You was going to be posting every week. And then I would have felt like a failure because I really do love talking to you guys. And I really do love you guys hitting me up in comments and all that stuff. And I know right now I'm just rambling and bloop, 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 bloop. But I just wanted to say that to you guys. So I appreciate you guys for listening to the first ever mini episode help me come up with a name for this motherfucker mini misfit misfit rant social experiment i don't know something good if something's good in the comments i will use it so thank you guys for listening this has been a mini episode get your rest of 2018 popping there's nothing that you can't do everything is obtainable The only obstacle, the only negativity in your life is the stuff that you put in your own head. And if somebody says something crazy to you, you know you don't have to listen to them, right? You know that you can just be and do and think the things that you want to think. You don't have to explain yourself to anybody anybody but the higher power above and if the higher power above is there they already know what you're doing because it's all known and all seen and all hearing so whatever you believe in whether it's the orishas jesus god buddha muhammad the universe they know what you're doing they know what you think, thinking they already know so you know do what's best for you get those half year resolutions down write them down and let's see what happens in six months talk to you later guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.